If loving movies is wrong, then I don't want to be right. But I also don't have time to scroll through Netflix all night. I have the answer. Just sit back and relax. And we'll pick another movie from the movie hat. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Movie Hat Podcast. Um, Before we get started, I just wanted to point out that we are, this is our second full-length episode, and we are uh, getting our shit together. Um, Please follow us on Instagram, at Movie Hat Pod. You can also email us, tell us how great we're doing, or tell us how terrible we're doing. Uh, What's the email address again? MovieHatPod at gmail.com. Thank you, Mr. McCausland. <laughs> Again, uh, welcome to the Movie Hat Podcast. Uh, my name is Jen McCausland. I'm Steve McCausland. And every week we're picking a movie out of a hat and reviewing it. Um, so far the Movie Hat has been really unfair and picked two of Mr. McCausland's movies. I think it's been fine. <laughs> um, and uh, what did we watch this week? We watched The Vast of the Night from 2019. Um, actually, The Vast of Night. I, I constantly add another the in there. Um, it's rated PG-13, 91 minutes long. It's a drama, mystery, science fiction film. I think it it's all of those things. I feel like it was all of those things. Um, it was directed by... Hold on one second. Andrew Patterson, who also wrote the teleplay. And uh, starts uh, Sierra McCormick and Jay Korowitz. Those are the two main leads. Okay. So what'd you think? Well, after we watched it, uh, you you actually asked me that same question. I was like, well, let's save it for the podcast. Yeah, which was, uh, I didn't like it. Um, sure. I wanted to think about it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think just like the movie that we watched last week, which was Duel, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. I think this movie could have done from a fair amount of cutting. Yeah, yeah. There were some parts in, like, the... Right before the second act start. Like, the, that, like, Wikivong tracking shot that went through the... That showed you the whole geography of the town. Mm-hmm. That If that got cut out, it would have been ten minutes shorter. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> if anyone has ever wanted to know how a switchboard vaguely works... Um, watch this movie uh they i thought that was awesome a really long shot of a girl operating a switchboard mm-hmm. um and and i feel like a lot could have been cut out of some of the conversations it was just it was it could it, it could have been solidly a half an hour shorter it could sure, have been sure. what it, it wanted to be which, which was, was a twilight zone, zone episode right, right. um <laughs> and, and that's how it opens it opens with uh, like a paradox theater marquee and it's it's like sort of shows you it's gonna be like a late 50s early 60s and it has like a pseudo rod serling introduction yeah and it has that sort of period feel to it um of the late 50s early 60s twilight zone episodes that being said it is 91 minutes long and it feels like it (laughs) um really nothing happens for the first 55 minutes um, and then everything sort of happens pretty quickly. I I wrote at one point, oh, wow, another long monologue when that old lady was talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to go back to the story, the story follows um, Everett, who is the sweet but sassy radio host of 
W O T W Radio, uh-huh. um, which is an homage to War of the Worlds. Did oh, you know that? no, I didn't know that. Um, that stands out like a sore thumb now. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Faye, who is a high school student um, who clearly has a crush on Everett. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, follows him around like a little puppy dog. And they are living in a small town. There's a basketball game going on. Yeah, it's like a big basketball game, and the whole town's there. And Everett and Faye are two of the only people who are not going to be there because they both have to work. Everett works the radio station, and Faye is the switchboard operator. And that sort of sets the scene for what happens during that 55 minutes. And, and I feel and they're, like... They're both it, kind of like aspiring journalists. Like he, he's yeah. kind of a, a radio journalist because of his job. But she's, like, very much an aspiring journalist. Yeah. And so that sets up the, and the later interviews. They're adorable. <clears throat> they're super cute. They have really good chemistry. And like, <laughs> um, he, at first I was like, oh, gosh, this, this main character is written really long-winded and pretentious. And I was like, oh, no. He's, really, he's trying to be cool to this girl. <laughs> and like when you start reading it that way it's super endearing yeah um and i loved they they were walking together to work and she was telling him stories from this like sci-fi magazine that she uh-huh. had been reading uh-huh. and it's about all the stuff that's going to happen um in the next hundred years and he keeps saying oh wow that'll never happen and it's sort of all these really far-fetched ideas but then the last thing she describes is cell phones and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, everyone's going to have a phone in their hand all the time. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It was very tongue-in-cheek and cute. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked it. But it also was just 18 minutes of walking and talking that essentially went nowhere. <laughs> um, I feel like it set up a lot of the tone and a lot of our entry into these characters, right? their openness to what ends up happening mm-hmm. right if, if i feel like if they weren't if they didn't have this like backhand backside knowledge of all this like crazy science fiction stuff then uh, they wouldn't be as open to the idea that there's ufos zipping around above them and uh, you said something at the beginning that i thought was really funny about the way they talked not necessarily what they said but just the way that they spoke uh-huh. Um, about the speed of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, if people in the, what was it, the 50s? Like, did yeah. people in the 50s really talk like that? Like, they, And how did they not pass out? <laughs> yeah. Like, when did they take a breath? Because um, he's smoking while he's just rambling. You know? <laughs> and you said that it seemed like the actor didn't really smoke. Yeah, it seemed like the, the guy who played the the main um, character didn't really smoke because every time he, like, was walking around with a cigarette, hang, I, so I used to smoke for years. And one of the worst parts about, like, doing something with a cigarette in your mouth is that the smoke burns your eyes. And after a while, you kind of, like, when you're a smoker, you kind of, like, get used to it. You don't, your eyes don't tear up and you don't wince as much. But he would, he was wincing at everything like that. And so it really <laughs> stood out that he was uncomfortable. I was like, oh, why did, why did he make that choice to keep the cigarette in his mouth then, you know? Um, so about 25 minutes in or so, um, Faye's at the, the switchboard and she's picking up some weird sounds uh, that are not like anything she's ever heard before. And I wrote at that point, alien invasion question mark? Yeah. Because um, that's sort of when the, the seed gets planted about what is to come. And I don't, because this is such a new movie, I don't want to give away too much. Well, I feel like <clears throat> I, I have a very 
stern opinion where if you're listening to a movie podcast about a movie you haven't seen, you, you're not interested enough to watch the movie first, right? Okay, so if you <laughs> are thus far interested in this movie, stop. stop. Yeah, go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. Why, why would you listen to us talk about it? And then, then come back, because I guess, I guess we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve says it's okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it wasn't a terrible movie. It's not like I'm saying don't watch. I feel like I've been so negative for these last two, but like... The only two. They they have both been so unnecessarily long. This I, one, I feel like 90 minutes is the minimum requirement for a movie. Then it should have just been a short film or an episode of something. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the only part of the movie that really um, started to feel like it was dragging was that initial pause between when... The girl gets to the switchboard and to when that guy Bill calls. Yeah, so Billy, the caller, um, he calls about... They play this sound over the radio, this weird sound. And Billy, who who is an ex-military uh, man, calls in and talks with them about, um, about how he had heard that sound before. It's a very long discussion, and most of it is just to a black screen. Yeah, so I I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I like this. I, I was more comfortable with it because I'm... Hated re- it. <laughs> I'm really into those um, audio drama podcasts, right? So, like, oh, my brain's already kind of set for this, and this, this would have been a really good audio drama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, like, really set for it, but they wanted that 50s look to everything. Yeah, and, and it feels like a really long conversation, and he he talks about military experimentation that was done, and, and how this, this sort of w- was a part of that, and I was thinking about it over the last, and that's why I wanted to think about it before I talked to you about it, because sure. I was thinking about it over the last 24 hours, and the beginning switchboard scene feels really long, this conversation feels really long, and then there's a um, third act conversation with an older woman that feels really really long Uh and part of me wonders so when we watch these we watch these without our cell phones it's kind of a rule and do i just not have patience for movies anymore oh wow um because that's really interesting because i felt like this movie felt so long and so unnecessarily long and then i realized you got to remember what movies are on our list we got the godfather 2 that movie's like three and a half hours long. And then, okay, so if you've watched the movie at this point, please email us, uh, moviehatpod at gmail.com. We should do a poll on Instagram. Is Vast of the Night too long? Vast of the Night too long. Or did it feel long? Or do I just not? Yeah, okay, so when this goes up, we'll put a poll on the Instagram. Was this movie too long, or does Jen just not have patience to watch a movie without a cell phone in her hand? Um... Because, yeah, this felt really long. Especially this this conversation was the first time where I was like, oh. Well, well it, bro- it broke one of the the modern movie rules, which is you usually don't have dialogue without action, right? So, like, there's usually... There's a lot like, of that. You know, so there's a lot of still dialogue. Yeah. Um, which, which is fine, but when the, conver- when the scenes are 20 minutes long, and, you know, and there's five... Maybe five big conversational scenes. Yeah. 
they um they really liked those long shots too so so you're right there's almost no action at all there's no real music at at the beginning it's a lot no, of diegetic yeah. sound um well and but there's the um, that kind of like royalty free beginning to a tv show episode yeah. music mm-hmm. that i thought was really cool the strings um so yeah so we listened to billy talk about his military experiment um and we see just a black screen um, for what feels like forever. And I'm not going to lie to you, I kind of tuned it out. So if you want to go over what happened, I um, don't really remember. Yeah, I don't really remember the specifics of it, but it, it was that, um, you know, him and the other guys were put into these experiments because they're black and people didn't believe them that they encountered, they thought they encountered aliens and stuff like that. You know. and, it, and, and so it's setting up the idea that this sound is associated with aliens. And at some point he says that they all got a recording of it and one uh-huh. of his like partners or one of the guys that was in the experiment with him who lives ha- in their town had had one of these and it's this recording is at the library. Yeah. And Faye's like, "Well, I'm just going to go get yeah. it at the so library." So they go and, yeah, <laughs> so they go and get it at the library. And then the, the first of many times where Faye gets information and then just runs off on foot because she's not used to having a car. And I, I thought that was a really good touch. <laughs> Everett doesn't have a car either, though. He took someone's car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, I just think it's fun, like such a good character thing of Faye to just never, it never occurred to her that, occurs to her that there's a car available. You know? <laughs> um, so then they take the recording back, or, or the recordings, and they're not sure which one is the right one. They take it back to the... Uh, Radio station. Radio station. They find it. They play it. The one thing with the acting of note in that scene, though, is Everett, um, the guy who played Everett, must have really practiced with those uh, tape reels because he looked so familiar with how to load and advance and everything. Like, it just looked like second nature to him. And that, I guarantee you that's not technology people are using commonly now, you know? Who, what's the name of the actor who played Everett? Maybe he's just a huge audio recording nerd. You don't know. Yeah, Jake Horowitz. Jake Horowitz, write in if you're a huge audio nerd. <laughs> did you have to learn how to load reel-to-reels? Uh, as well, he did, of... but was it for this role? Yeah. Um, so they lose connection with Billy, and that means that Faye has to go back to the switchboard to try and connect them again. So they all go back to the switchboard, and while they're there... A ton of calls are coming in. And she's like, oh, hang on, I'll connect you. Oh, hang on, I'll connect you. And you realize that people are calling, trying to get in touch with the police because there is something in the sky. And this is at 55 minutes in, by the way, folks. This is an hour into the movie, a 91-minute movie. There's what, well, I mean, 46 no, minutes left. the thing that happens in the movie. Like... And then <laughs> the power goes out. <laughs> um, they... Once power comes back up, there's a lady calling named Mabel Blanche, and she's like, yeah, I want to talk to Everett about this, but come to my house. So Everett grabs his portable recorder, which looks like a suitcase. It's awesome. And uh, goes to this lady's house. And then they have another super long scene of mostly, it's not even really dialogue, it's just mostly her monologuing. Yeah, and it's awesome. So, but but this does that I love when stories do is like, she's like, I don't know that the, I don't know nothing about that sound per se, 
but I know what's going on because her son went missing and it had to do with yes. a bunch of alien stuff. And so like it started adding this other thing that when this hum started happening, he would just kind of zone out and look up into the sky and she would repeat this like weird language that he would mutter to himself and it would kind of bring him back, right? And so they recorded her saying that, and so they have this recording of this, like, seemingly alien language. And then he disappeared. Um, so I, I sort of was hoping that we would see him at the end. Um, oh, sure. But, so he disappeared, and, and whatever these things are took him. And at this point, Faye then becomes very worried about her... Uh, her cousin who's babysitting her sister who is like a legit baby so she again takes off running Mm -hmm. across town to go check on her cousin and the baby and the cousin is nowhere to be found yep just vanished uh so she grabs the baby who was super cute yeah and like a very talented baby actor very well behaved baby yeah didn't cry at all there was a lot Uh, of running until there was a moment for yeah crime. yeah 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 um and uh they meet up with some friends no some people that were driving around i i, I feel like they didn't know the people oh see i thought that they the were people friends. were the people were just driving they're like did you see that they were freaking out because they had just saw something in the sky oh, okay and they were like, no, but we know what you're talking about. And so then they kind of start working, like, give, feeding information to each other. And they all end up in the same car. Yeah. Um, and the the people they just met are driving, and they're talking about that interview with the woman. And they replay that alienish language she was talking in. And it, like, entrances the people they're with. And they start just, like, staring up at the sky. It's, like, probably the best scene in the whole it's, also, those people are driving yeah, the car. Yeah, so the car just starts veering into oncoming traffic, and they get in. Uh, they almost get in a car accident. They turn yeah. off the tape, and enough time for the driver to become aware. And it, it was awesome, brilliant tension. And then they end up getting out of the car and seeing scorch marks uh, yep. in the woods. So, and I will agree with you. I think this movie was a really slow burn up until this point, which was maybe. Minutes from the end, yeah, where like everything started <clears throat> happening. Now, uh, I, I'm going to admit something they're, they're looking through the woods and then they're like, Oh my god, they are real! And the I can tell that the movie's showing me proof of aliens that's somehow confirming it for this guy. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, What the hell are we looking at? I can't tell, yeah, what it's supposed to be showing me. What it is is a burnt hole in the trees, like a UFO came or went from that area. But I thought I was supposed to be looking into this guy that's in the hole in the tree. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it took me a minute to read that scene. but um, And then they end up going out and it ends in classic UFO style where the the, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind-esque ship um, kind of made of concentric rings that are rotating in opposite directions that comes over them and seemingly takes them. Yeah. I would I I was anticipating that they were going to get taken pretty much from that um, third act monologue from that lady's older yeah, oh lady's yeah, yeah. monologue, but I was hoping that they were going to confirm that that's because 
the old lady, I think, could have been played up to be like, is she crazy or is her son really taken by aliens? Right, right. Um, and I would have liked to have seen the son at the end. Uh, I guess it would have been hard to, with film language, let us know that it was her son without her being there. And how would she even know, right? Because the last time she saw him was a kid. Could They could have said the guy's name to him. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um... I could have I could have written this movie. I'm just saying, uh, and I think so. I I didn't hate this. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as Duel. No, it wasn't. I th- I thought it was good. I, I thought it was. I thought it could have been like yeah, like an hour long Twilight Zone episode. It would have been really good. Um, what what drew you to this movie? Um. Uh, I saw, do you know Red Letter Media? Uh, their show Half in the Bag, they did like a, it must have been 2019, like, catch up. Like, every once in a while okay. they'll do, so they do episodes for, like, big movies that come out. And then they'll do a catch up every six months or so. That's just the, the movies they watched. And they had been, they were talking about this one and it sounded interesting. And did it live up to the hype for it you? It did. It did. Yeah. It was as good as I was anticipating. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would recommend if you like uh, old school sci-fi. I recommend it. I would recommend watching it while you do something, because uh, it's not a oh, lot. Yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. If you're playing a board game, play some Mancala or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, order some stuff on Amazon, answer some emails, uh, you know, make a sandwich. You're not going to miss much. It's a very slow pace. As long as Un- you can hear it. As long as you can hear it. Exactly. Until You're the last not gonna 10 miss minutes. Anything, right. And right. it said, did you say something about it being a teleplay originally? Yeah. Or the the writer, it's written as a teleplay. Let me see if it was. Because it definitely had that theatrical sort of vibe where the settings were really limited and it was very conversation based. Um, yeah, it's listed as a teleplay, not a screenplay. What's the difference? <coughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> if you know what the difference is, DM us on Instagram at moviehatpod or yeah, yeah. email us moviehatpod at gmail.com. Um, so Would you recommend it? I. It depends on the person, I suppose. Sure, sure. I don't yeah, know yeah. that I would recommend this to everyone. Okay. Um, you gotta enjoy sci fi. You gotta be okay with the movies. It's a little slower paced, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think depending on the person, I would recommend it. I I would uh, say it was like a fifty fifty kind of deal for me. Sure, I didn't I didn't love it, but I also I didn't hate it. Yeah, I thought the acting was really good, uh, surprisingly yes. good. Um, and I think that was the saving grace is that the two main characters, Faye and um, Everett. Everett, were really endearing. Yeah. Uh, that being said, let's uh, recast this movie. I have oh, recast. Like, well, how can we recast this? Like, just with like actor actors, like yeah. famous actors. I have my two. Okay, all right. Hold on. Give me give me a minute. I, I wasn't. Or let me hear your two. Because I, I thought about it. Okay. Okay. It's almost yeah. like I knew this was coming. <laughs> I should. I should. Yeah. Um. And I. So. For... Oh, I got it. I got it. Let's go. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. No, you don't. <laughs> Um, so 
I, my prediction right now is that Steve is going to say that both Everett and Faye should be played by Jake Gyllenhaal. No, that's not true. Um, but so my pick for Everett would have been uh, Joe Keery. He plays um, the kid with the hair on oh, Stranger sure. Things. Okay, okay. I think he has the swagger that sort of Everett has. It's a very similar role to the role okay. that he plays in Stranger Things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then for Faye, um, the wide-eyed adorable McKenna Grace from Gifted and The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, sure, sure. And uh, she was in I, Tanya. Um, well, the people I'm thinking, I guess, are maybe a little too old now. Yeah. But, but picture a couple years ago, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. No lie, I originally thought <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then I thought he's too old to play this role Right, now. right, right. But... Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you missed you missed a, like, the role uh, of a around lifetime. Around Brick, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely, could see him playing that role. Yeah. Um, and it would have been super cute. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where, where's the movie hat? All right. I'm like afraid now of the movie hat because <laughs> it's done me dirty twice. Well, it's only, <laughs> it's only the odds are in your favor now. <laughs> okay. Did one fall out? No. Oh, that's, okay. That's a. Uh, rapper from my knitting. Because oh, right. <laughs> I'm an old lady. Uh, okay. <gasps> Yay, it's one of mine! Oh, good. Hooray! No more Steve You broke movies. the streak. You broke the streak. <laughs> All right, so next week we're going to be watching Safety Not Guaranteed. Oh, sweet! It's uh, written by Derek Connolly, directed by Colin Trevorrow. It's a comedy drama romance starring Aubrey Plaza, Jake Johnson, and Mark Duplass. Um, and it's about time travel. Yeah. Uh, so And Craigslist. Creaky. And Craigslist. So this is sort of probably the closest to sci-fi that any of my picks are going to get. Yes, probably. Um, and, uh, yeah. So again, I'm Jenny, and this is Steve. This is the Movie Hat Podcast. If you like it, follow us on Instagram, at Movie Hat Pod. If you hate it, tell us how much you hate it. Movie Hat Podcast at, uh, Movie Hat Pod, whoa, Movie Hat Pod at yes. gmail.com. If you, if you email Movie Hat Podcast at gmail.com, they will be very hostile right away. They, they <laughs> are not fans of ours. <laughs> um, so, you've been warned. All right, thanks guys, have a good one.